Amen. Well, welcome church family. Welcome to the online campus this weekend at Big Valley Grace Community Church. And I just want you to know, I completely agree with Pastor Rick. You know, this is a time that has unique opportunities. And the unique opportunities are vast that are in front of us. And I believe this is a time that God actually wants to expand the ministry of Big Valley Grace Community Church. Not a time for us to retreat, but a time for us to advance. A time for us to really get serious about the mission that God's called us to. And for us to take some action, to really move forward together. In fact, next week, I'm going to share with you what's really been stirring in my heart as it relates to uh, how I'm sensing that God really wants us to take steps forward together as a church and to really be about the mission that he's called us to, like Pastor Rick said, which is to make disciples who love God and love people. You know, again, I just want to welcome you. If you are normally a part of the physical location, the Modesto campus, I'm glad that you're with us here on the online campus. If you're normally a part of the series campus physical location, I want to welcome you here to the online campus. If you're normally part of the online campus, man, welcome back. We're glad that you're here together. It might be, though, that you're brand new this weekend. And this is the first weekend that you've joined us here to worship Jesus at Big Valley Grace Community Church. And I want you to know that I'm really glad that you're with us. I want to share with you a tool, a resource that I think would be really helpful to you as uh, we just really engage together as a church family. And it is our app. The Big Valley Grace app. If you take the Big Valley Grace app, or if you go to our website, but on the Big Valley Grace app, you can click on equipping resources. And when you click on equipping resources, you can see some tools there. And those tools are really helpful. In fact, the tools that are on equipping resources right now, they match up with the teaching series that we're in, which is about what we are called as a church family. And you'll see there that there's a Know Your Neighbor tool. Well, the name of our church is Big Valley Grace Community Church. And the first two words are Big Valley. And Big Valley really is about reaching the lost. It's seeing this Big Valley that God has placed us in, whether it's in the Modesto campus and thinking about the north side of the county, or whether it's the Ceres campus and thinking about the south side of the county, or maybe it's uh, in the online campus and you're thinking about the virtual county, if you will. God has placed you as a resident where you are. And we want to encourage you to reach the residents around you where you are. And a great way to begin to engage in what God has for you, where he's located you, is to get to know your neighbors. And so that's that first tool. It's the Know Your Neighbor tool. The second week that we looked at at our church name, Big Valley Grace Community Church. Grace, it's, it's really about grace is the center of everything we do. It's at the center of who we are. It's at the center of Everything we go about, you know, if you could say it, you could say it this way, that grace is our middle name, Big Valley Grace Community Church. And the story of grace in each of our lives is similar in that it all centers around Jesus Christ. But the way that God has expressed his grace to us has really manifested itself in our lives very differently and uniquely. And knowing the way that God has been gracious to you and being able to share that with others is an incredible way to engage in the mission of Big Valley Grace Community Church. And I want to encourage you, on that app, there is the Testimony Builder. 
And the testimony builder is a great tool for you to walk through the story of how God has been gracious to you so that you can learn how to share that with somebody else. So these first two tools, you can see big valleys about reaching the lost, know your neighbor tool. Grace, understanding that grace is at the center of who we are. Grace is our middle name. It's really about how grace has impacted our lives. We want to be able to share that story with others. Well, the third tool that you'll find on equipping resources is about life groups. And the third week of this series is Big Valley Grace Community Church. And community is about living life together in community. And I want you to know that this fall, we're approaching life groups really differently because we're, we're basically boiling it down to this. It's a conversation that you have with someone else because we recognize that there's real unique uh, circumstances and everybody is interacting with others in a unique way during this time. And we want to make this as simple as possible. And so we're creating resources that are going to go along with our fall teaching series that are really as simple as this, you being able to have a conversation with another person or maybe two other people, or more if you feel comfortable doing that. And so we want to encourage you to go on the app and check out the life group. Sign up uh, for a life group because we're going to really learn how to do life groups differently in the fall. But it's about being in community together. Well, the last week of the series, Big Valley Grace Community Church, that's this weekend. We're focusing on church and what church means in our name. And you'll see as we go through our passage today that one of the ways that you are really able to accomplish your mission as a part of the church is understanding how God's grace has been given to you so that you can share the gift of grace that he's built in you with your church family, with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so there's another tool on there on equipping resources about how to get involved serving. I'll remind you of these resources again at the end of our time together this weekend. But I wanted you to know right there at the app, it's got the resources you need. You can also use the connect card there. You can let us know that you're with us this weekend at our online campus and also how we can be praying for you. And that's all right there on the app or you can go to our website at the watch live link and you can find the connect card there as well. So we're gonna be in Ephesians chapter four this weekend. Uh, Ephesians chapter four and we're walking through the name of our church, Big Valley Grace Community Church. And if I were gonna take our name and I were gonna put it in a sentence, I'd say it this way. I want to reach people in this big valley with the grace of Jesus Christ in community with his church. I wanna say that again. It's taking the name of our church and putting it into a sentence that shows the action we wanna take to accomplish our mission. I want to reach people in this big valley. Now you might think North County, you might think South County, you might think Virtual County. I wanna reach people in this big valley with the grace of Jesus Christ in community with his church. And we will look at church, like I said this weekend, we're gonna be looking at Ephesians chapter four. I wanna hone in really on a specific aspect of church. And that is in the unity that we are to have as members of the body of Christ. Really focus in on unity in the body of Christ. And Ephesians chapter four walks through that. Now, what I think is interesting is we began the year 2019, we began it with a teaching series called Brand New We. And that teaching series was walking through the book of Ephesians. And when we got to chapter three, COVID hit our area in California with the restrictions and the regulations and we ended up having to radically change how we do our worship gatherings. 
And so we only made it to chapter three. Well, this weekend's an opportunity kind of to pick up for one week, just where we left off in the brand new We series to look at what was next. And it's talking about unity in the body of Christ. So our name, Big Valley, it's about reaching the lost. Grace, grace is at the center of everything we do. Grace is our middle name. Community, it's about living life together in community and church. Unity in the body of Christ. So in Ephesians chapter four, verses one through 16, I'm gonna read it and then we're gonna walk through it together. Paul is speaking to the church in a specific location in Ephesus and he says this, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Goes on to say, one God and father of all, who is over all and through all and in all, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now, this passage, it communicates so much about the body of Christ, but really wanna hone in as we're thinking about that we're in a series about what we're called as a church, Big Valley Grace Community Church, I wanna kind of hone in on a specific aspect of the church, and that is in the unity of the body of Christ. When we think about church, I wanna challenge us right now that we would think bigger than a location, think bigger than 4040 Tolly Road, which is the location of the Modesto campus, think bigger than 2701 4th Street, which is the physical location of the series campus. In fact, I want you to think bigger than bigvalleygrace.org, which is the virtual location of our online campus. When we think about the church, we need to think bigger than a denomination. Now, at Big Valley Grace Community Church, we would be in the category called non-denominational. I want you to think bigger 
than a people group. Maybe churches that are defined as people groups are defined. I want you to think bigger than that. When we talk about the church, I want you to think about the past, the present, and the future group of people who are saved by faith, by grace, in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ alone. Everyone in the past, everyone currently, and everyone in the future who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ, they have saving faith in Jesus Christ and him alone for their salvation. That is the group of people that make up the church, the global historical church. Now, understanding that, when we recognize that Paul was speaking to a specific location, a group of believers in Ephesus, we also understand that the word of God is relevant to us right now. And this passage, it has a key phrase in it that is found in verse one. And that key phrase is, walk in a manner worthy. Walk in a manner worthy. In verse one, it says, therefore a prisoner for the Lord I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Okay, so right here, this phrase right here that says, to which you have been called, that's referring to the church, the people who have been called. You see, the, ter- the church, the word church, ecclesia, it means the assembly, it means the called out ones, And so when it says to which you have been called, it's speaking to everyone who's a part of the church, that we are to walk in such a way that's worthy to the fact that we've been called out as the people of God for the church, called by faith in Jesus Christ because of the grace of God. So we're to walk in a manner that's worthy to our calling, to being a part of the church, to being a part of the body, to being a part of the called out ones, the assembly, worthy of the head of the church, which is Jesus Christ. So we're gonna look at three steps, three steps to unity in the body of Christ as we look at how we walk in a manner that's worthy. We're gonna take three steps, three steps to unity in the body of Christ. You know, the body of Christ is in motion. Literally, the body of Christ is in motion. If you think of the global historical body of Christ, it's everywhere. And it is in motion. And the body is a great way for us to think about the members of Christ, because it's such a great picture. When you imagine a body in motion, when your own body is in motion, let's just say that your body is walking. Your feet are acting uniquely. They're actually doing something different at the same time. When you walk, one foot goes in front of the other, and then the other foot goes in front of the other, and it can seem like one foot's out in front of the other, and the other foot's behind the other, but it's in unity. It's acting diversely, but it's in unity. When you think about walking, even the way that your hands move, there are times when one hand is moving forward and the other hand is moving backward. And then you walk this way and one hand's moving forward and the other hand's moving backward. It actually seems that the hands are working in opposition to each other, but they're not. They're in unity as the body Walks. I even want you to think about the fact that maybe you walk, you listen to something while you walk, or you think about something. How your thoughts can even wander away from where you are physically present. 
And you could go on a walk and you could be thoughtfully somewhere else the entire time. So your thinking and your physical movement maybe not even is matched up. And it maybe seems like they're working against each other, but they're not. It's all working in unity. You know, there was a moment when I was a kid. We were at church, and it was in the evening after evening church, and, and I was just a young child, maybe, maybe early elementary. And my parents were talking, as parents do after church, and so the kids, we were playing. And it was dark, so we played a game called Ditch. Now, where the church was, there was, you know, church buildings, there was grass areas, there was an orchard, there was fields, but there was also a parking lot. And in the game of ditch, I learned something really important in that moment about the church property. And that was, at the edge of the parking lot, there were concrete-filled metal posts. And those concrete-filled metal posts were in between where cars park and where people walk, so that there wouldn't be, you know, cars coming across it to where people are walking. Now, in between these concrete-filled metal posts, there was a braided steel cord, and it went from metal post to metal post, from metal post to metal post. Well, in this game of ditch, it's pitch black in the middle of the night. I am, you know, or, or late in the evening, I'm running at full speed, full speed as the children and I are playing ditch. Well, there came a moment at full speed where my feet continued to move full speed forward, but my chest was gripped and instantly flung me backwards. And my feet were going one direction and my chest and head were going the other direction and I just got clotheslined in that moment and I fell flat on my back. I think in this moment, I wanna encourage us as the church family <laughs> that we wouldn't get clotheslined. We wouldn't get clotheslined as a part of the body of Christ. We'd recognize that the body is unified, but it is diverse. It's diverse, but it's unified. And God is at work, and he's at work in a lot of different ways in his body, but that we would really work to be in unity. You know, the story of me getting clotheslined reminds me of Absalom in 2 Samuel 18. Absalom, he's riding on a donkey and on a mule in the middle of war and his, has curly hair and his hair gets caught on the branches of an oak tree and the mule he's on goes forward and he's now hanging by his hair from the branch. You know, I wanna, let's, let's help each other avoid a moment like that. You know, where our body is confused on what's happening because our, we're caught by our hair hanging from a branch. We really understand God's doing unique stuff and he's doing different stuff in different members of his body, but we can really be united. So this first step, this first step is to maintain. It's to maintain, that's step number one. We find this in verses two through six. And this idea of maintain is to keep it in view, to take note, to watch over, to watch over in order to protect and what are we watching over to protect? Well, it's to maintain the unity of the spirit. We find this in verse three, maintain the unity of the spirit. Why should we even have to work to maintain the unity of the spirit? Well, it's because we have an enemy and we're under attack. I wanna really encourage you, if you missed last week where Pastor Rick unpacked community out of Big Valley Grace Community Church, you really need to go online, go to the app, and you need to really take some time to enjoy that as a resource because he does such a great job of explaining the threat that is real, the enemy that is real, and why it is so important to understand that we have an enemy and that we have a threat 
because the purpose of our enemy is to trip us up as we walk. And so here is the command to maintain unity, to walk in the unity of the spirit. And you've got an enemy who's trying to trip you up the whole time. You are walking with great opposition and you need to know that. There is opposition to you walking to maintain the unity of the spirit. So we maintain unity under attack. Verse two, it says, with all humility and gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. Really, these are four layers of protection. It's like, these are the guardians of unity. Humility, it's a guardian of unity. Gentleness, it's a guardian of unity. Patience, it's a guardian of unity. Bearing with one another in love, it's a guardian of unity. It is possible to maintain unity in the body of Christ the church, the called out ones, even when we're under attack. You see, Jesus, he said this in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. He said, I will build my church. I will, I will build my church. And the gates of hell, they shall not prevail. The enemy will not win. You may be under attack, but Christ is gonna win the war and he's gonna build his church and he is going to win. And so we can be guardians of unity when we take on these characters. In verse three, it says, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. This passage is saying eager, get passionate about peace in the body of Christ. Get passionate about peace in the church, unity in the church, in the body, in the called out ones. I'd say it this way, take it personal. See unity in the church as your problem to address. Take it personal and take ownership to say, I'm gonna be a part of unity. You can do something about it. You can be a guardian of unity with humility, gentleness, patience, bearing in love. In verse four, it goes on to explain what we have in unity, what we have in common. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. You and every other person called by Christ to saving faith in Jesus Christ is a part of one body. The same Holy Spirit the same hope, the same gospel, verse five, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, the same Jesus who is Lord and Savior of every member of the body, the same trust in the same message of hope in the gospel where we've placed our faith in Jesus, the same baptism. This is not talking about a mode of baptism. This is talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, that you have been immersed in the Holy Spirit of God. The same Holy Spirit of God has immersed you that has immersed me if we have both placed our faith in Jesus Christ. In verse six, it goes on to say, one God and the Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. The same Father God of all believers everywhere, always. The same Father God who is sovereign and in control over every member of the church, the assembly, the called out ones, the body of Christ. The same Father God is at work through every member of the body and in every member of the body, in every believer. So as we look at this first step, step one is maintain the unity of the spirit. My question is, how are you walking? Where are you walking? What direction are you walking? What is the mode that you are walking in. You have been called to walk in unity with the body of Christ. And I challenge you, I encourage you to take a step to maintain the unity of the spirit. Remember, we are to walk in a manner that's worthy of being a part of the body of Christ, of being in the church. So step two is measure. We see this in verses seven through 12. And really this is an opportunity for us to celebrate your share, my share of the grace of God. 
You know, the church is the best place to celebrate diversity because we serve a creative God and he has been absolutely creative in the way that he has created all of us. And the church, the assembly of the called out ones is an unbelievably beautiful picture of diversity and creativity of our creator God. And here as we take a step to measure, in verse seven it says, according to the measure of Christ's gift. It says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. You see right here, each one of us, no person in the body of Christ is left out. If you are a part of the body, you have received the grace that Jesus Christ wants to give you. And what's interesting is that Christ has determined your gift of grace. He has measured your gift of grace. Each one, Christ has measured you. Well, is that really fair? I mean, everybody, has everybody been measured a different gift of grace? I think so. I think God has given us the grace that we need. You may go, well, I don't know. Is that, you know, is that equal? Well, let me just put it this way. God has given each of us the grace we need because frankly, some of you require more grace than others, all right? <laughs> and if you're not sure who in your life has extra grace required, then you know it's you. All right, and we'll just leave it at that. In verse eight, it says, therefore, it begins to explain how this, grace, this gift of grace came to us. It says, therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. This is actually quoting Psalm 68, verse 18. And in Psalm 68, verse 18, it mentions the rebellious. The host of captives that Jesus has set free includes those who rebelled against him. When I rebelled against him, when you rebelled against him. That's who he's setting free. Those even who have rebelled against him. Now, it explains how this grace was given. It says the resurrected Christ, right? This idea that he ascends after his resurrection. He is the conquering king. And when Christ ascends to heaven, it was in victory. Victory over sin and victory over death. And he's setting prisoners free. In verse nine, it explains why Jesus came. It says, in saying he ascended... What does it mean but that also he descended? So if he ascended to heaven after he resurrected, it also meant that he had previously descended into the lower regions of the earth. Why did Jesus come? In 1 John 3, 8, it says this, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. We have an enemy, we have a threat, the threat is real. And while you are walking in a manner worthy, the enemy is trying to trip you up and Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. In verse 10, we see that this Christ had conquered and in his conquering, he gives us grace. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. I'd encourage you to go to Colossians chapter one, verses 15 through 20. You can read an incredible explanation of the preeminence of Christ, that he might fill all things, that he might be in all things, through all things. In Christ, all things hold together. And Jesus is the head of the body, the church. In verse 11, it says, now it goes back to explain that he's giving gifts. He's measuring out gifts. It says he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers. It's just listing some of the gifts, some of the roles that he gave to the church. I'd encourage you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses four through seven. Read the whole chapter, in fact, and you see how, how Christ has given gifts, a variety of gifts, a variety of ways for people to serve, but it's the same God. And, and grace was given, the gifts were given for the common good so that the body might be built up. You know, God loves variety. God loves variety and you are a picture of how God loves variety. 
It goes on in verse 12 to explain how some of these gifts, what the purpose of them is, these leaders in the church. The purpose of these gifts, of these leaders in the church, is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up the body of Christ. When you see the work of the ministry there, I challenge you, do not think vocational. Do not think job. Do not think career. Do not think, you know, an official, licensed pastor ordained for the ministry. Don't think that. Think volunteer. Think everyday member of the body of Christ. Think you. To equip you. You are a saint. To equip you for the work of the ministry, the building up of the body of Christ. We wanna help you take that next step in serving Jesus, to help you level up in serving Jesus. And, in, and to really go, okay, how can we love and equip you as a volunteer to engage you in leadership so that you might use your God-given potential? We wanna do that. We wanna help you do that, which is why I pointed it to the app that there's that opportunity to find out how to serve so that you can see, and how can you use your gifts in the body of Christ? This is an awesome way for us to celebrate God's grace in our own lives, God's grace in other people's lives, and we need to use God's gift of grace in our lives to strengthen our fellow brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I wanna challenge you to get very generous with your gift of grace. God has given you specifically a gift of grace. And I challenge you, get generous. Give your gift of grace away graciously. Give it away, give it away. And you find out how you're never gonna run out of the gift of grace that God has given you so that you can give it away to others. Get really generous with your gift. You know, Jesus, he loves you so much. He has measured out his gift of grace to you. He's measured it as a gift specifically for you. He's given a variety of gifts to the body so that the variety of gifts might build the body up so that the body of Christ might be healthy, that we might grow and be healthy. So we think about our name, Big Valley Grace Community Church. We're the church, we're the called out ones. We're the assembly of God's people. And we need to celebrate and share God's gift of grace in our lives we need to use this gift of grace to strengthen one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. So step one is to maintain unity in the spirit. Step two is to measure the diversity of Christ's gift. Step three is to mature. Remember, we need to walk in a manner that's worthy. We're the church. We're the called out ones. We're the assembly of God's people. We're the members of the body of Christ Step three is to mature. We see this in verses 13 through 16. In verse 13, it has this phrase, unity of the faith. That's what we need to mature in. Unity of the faith. We need to mature in the unity of the faith. Unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. This passage has a goal that it explains and verse 13 shows the goal. Verse 13 says this, until we all attain the goal is for all of us as members of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the fullness of Christ, all that God has for you. God wants us to experience the fullness of Christ. Now you may be saying, well, I don't feel like I'm there yet. But that doesn't really sound like me right now. That's okay. We understand. 
None of us have arrived at that goal yet. In fact, the moment we arrive at that goal is the moment we're gonna be glorified in heaven, when we're gonna be face-to-face with Jesus Christ in heaven. We're all gonna get to that goal together in Christ. Right now, we're on a journey towards it, a journey towards the fullness of Christ. So what does that mean we are? It means we're a people with problems in process towards perfection. Church family, let me encourage you with that again. We're a people with problems in process towards perfection. And we're gonna journey together. We're gonna gonna go on this road together as residents where God has called us to be. Residents for Jesus Christ. Citizens of heaven, residents of earth. We're on a journey together where God's called us to be. Verse 14 What does God not want for us? Well, he's trying to help us avoid getting tripped up and verse 14 shares that. So we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. God wants to help us not get tripped up. We got an enemy, we're under attack. We need to walk in a manner worthy and God's trying to help us mature in the unity of the faith so we don't trip while we're walking in a manner worthy. Verse 15, rather than tripping, rather speak the truth in love. We're to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. See this, speak the truth in love. This is how we communicate. This is how we're supposed to communicate with one another. We're to grow up in every way into him. That's how we're supposed to be growing together. And we see it's, it's in him who is the head into Christ. It's all in Christ. It's all about Christ. Christ is the one who's making all this happen. Verse 16 is explaining Jesus Christ. Verse 16 is about Jesus Christ. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. That's what Christ is doing. It's from him When each part is working properly, that means you're working properly as a body member and I'm working properly as a body member. When you're working properly and I'm working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. You and I are personally responsible to walk in a manner worthy so that we can work properly as a member of the body of Christ so that the body of Christ will be built up by the power of the Holy Spirit and the work of Jesus Christ by the grace of God the Father. Let's take it personal. Let's really own that we are to take steps towards unity in the body of Christ together. We are Big Valley Grace Community Church and we are on a mission for Christ who is the head of the church. We're to love God, love people and make disciples. And I wanna challenge you, let's get serious about our growth. Let's get serious about our growth. Let's walk in a manner that's worthy. So three steps to unity in the body of Christ. Step one, we're to maintain the unity of the spirit. Let's get vigilant about guarding the unity of the spirit. Step two, measure the diversity of Christ's gifts. Let's celebrate your share and my share in the grace of God. And let's use the grace of God that's been given us to strengthen one another as siblings of salvation. Step three, we're to mature in the unity of the faith. We need to grow up. We need to grow up in God right alongside our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. This passage explains the church like a unity sandwich. It begins with unity, maintaining the unity of the spirit, and it ends with unity, maturing in the unity of the faith, and it is filled with diversity inside. Measure the diversity 
of Christ's gift. Do you want to stand up for something? Do you want to walk for something? Do you want to have each step matter? Then I would encourage you to walk in a manner worthy. Again, go to our app. Our app has these equipping resources. They're really there to help you take into practice, put into practice, take a step practically of what we've been talking about in this series. Big Valley, it's about reaching the lost. Get to know your neighbor. Use that resource. Grace, grace is at the center of of who we are. Grace is our middle name. Grace is what the story that we have that's unique to us. A testimony builder. Learn how to use that testimony builder to share your story of grace. Uh, You know, community. Big Valley Grace community. It's about living life together in community. And this, this fall, we're gonna redefine small groups. We're gonna, we're gonna bring it down to a conversation between two people and expand it from there, wherever you feel comfortable with. But we need to be in community. We need to be have conversations with one another. We need to be living in community together. Big Valley Grace community, church, we're the called out ones. We're to live in unity in the body of Christ. And God has given you a gift of grace and you need to use that gift of grace to serve one another in love. Those resources are there for you right in the app. I encourage you, church family, let's walk in a manner worthy of Jesus Christ. Let's walk in unity as the body of Christ. Let's walk in unity as the church. We're called Big Valley Grace Community Church. Father God, Lord, we love you. And we bow before you in prayer. And we're so grateful for you. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the day I was reached with the gospel of grace. Thank you for the day that someone shared. Thank you for my parents who shared the gospel with me. Lord, thank you that I experienced grace in Jesus Christ, that someone reached out to me. Thank you that I got to experience a life living in community and I'm able to continue in that. Lord, thank you that I get to be a part of the body of Christ, a member of the church, the called out ones. God, may I take steps towards unity in the body of Christ. May we together as a church family take steps towards unity in the body of Christ. Lord, we love you. So grateful for this weekend, for our online campus, to be in the word of God together, to worship together, to participate in communion together, to bring gifts together. And Lord, now may there be great interaction online in all of the online venues that our online campus is going out in. May there be great interaction, great dialogue, great prayer for one another, great great encouragement for one another. Lord, would we really engage with one another as the body of Christ. And so Lord, we love you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's family said, amen. Church family, have a great, great week.